Kind of interesting how the scriptures today is from Jeremiah, who you guys are reflecting on in your retreat today. And so we have Jeremiah 18, which is towards the end of that letter, end of his prophecy. You guys are reflecting on the very beginning when the Lord's reminding Jeremiah who he is. And Jeremiah doesn't want his, he doesn't want to be the prophet. You know, when we read that first part of Jeremiah, he says, I'm too young. I don't want to do this job. And God says, don't worry about it. I will give you everything that you need in order to fulfill your mission. And this is what happens in the, in the reading today. We read it all together as one kind of quickly read passage, but there's two sections in here. The first one are the people talking about how much they hate Jeremiah because he's doing the right thing, because he's standing up for what is good and what is true. And he's reminding the people around him that they're doing the wrong thing and that they need to repent. They need to change their lives and be in conformity with God's will. So that's the first part. They say, let's give a plot against him. And so we won't, we won't have to listen to him anymore. You know, sometimes, right, we can gang up on our friends and we can ostracize somebody else and we can pick on someone, we can bully them. This is what's happening in that first part. But then the second part is what Jeremiah is praying when he talks to the Lord. He said, listen to me. Listen to what they're saying about me. Why am I being repaid with evil for the good that I'm doing? Right? Don't we all have that experience sometimes where we try to do the right thing, but it seems like everything just goes bad for us, that we can't get ahead and that we don't get what we want, and it just seems to be like the world's against us even though we're doing the right thing. This is the prayer that Jeremiah is saying. And so his friends were against him. They were trying to kill him, actually. And so what we learn from this is that there's a cost. There's a price to being a disciple. It's easy to go along with the crowd. It's easy to go along with the culture and just do what everybody else is doing. But Christ calls us to something more, something more profound. There's the cost. We have to be willing to sacrifice, willing to suffer. And this is what we have in the gospel. He said they're on their way to Jerusalem. So this is towards the end of Matthew's gospel, getting close to Holy Week. And Jesus is reminding his friends once again what's going to happen when they get there. He's going to be handed over. He's going to be arrested. He's going to be scourged. He's going to be beaten and then crucified, reminding them what it means to follow him. And this is why it's so important for us always when we pray to have in our minds the crucifix to see what really, what happens. You know, but not to be afraid of that. Because this is what love looks like. Now most of you, most of us, won't be crucified like Jesus. But we might be like Jeremiah, where we're kind of kicked out of the cool kids. Where we're not welcome to be part of the big group because we're standing up for what is good and what is true. That's most of the pain that we feel as disciples as young people, and as adults as well. And it's really easy to go along so that we can be cool and have friends, but to stand with Jesus sometimes can be lonely. And it requires faith and courage and zeal. 
And so this is why it's so important for us to have these days of reflection, these days of retreat. Why it's so important for us to have our lives centered on Jesus and on his church. So not just when we're young, but for the rest of our life. We don't get deterred. We don't get discouraged when it gets hard. And then the second part of this gospel you know, most of the time when, when men are becoming priests on the day of the ordination, they give out prayer cards so that people can pray for that man, so that man can be a holy priest. And usually the, that priest will pick a verse to have on that card to kind of be his theme. And on mine, this is what I chose. That the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for the many. This, is, this passage is special to me. And in this passage, what's happening? That the mother of James and John want, their, want her sons to be the best. You know, some of your parents, most of your parents feel the same way. They want what's best for you. So they promote you, they encourage you, they show how great all your accomplishments are. They take pictures and they post them. They want everyone to know how great you are. This is what, this is what Matthew's... Uh, James and John's mom was doing the same thing. But what Jesus reminds them and reminds us is that it's not wrong to desire to be great. You're supposed to be great. There's a fancy Latin word that just means magnanimous, like this big, great, the great soul. Like your, your virtue is great. Your, your, your character is great. Not great like the world says to be great but to be great like Jesus, who gave himself completely, even to the point of death, so that we could live. And so when we think about what it means to be great, we can't look at the, 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 the great musicians or the, the great athletes, the Hollywood stars. You know, they have all that promotion, all that production to try to convince us that that's what life is all about. And then we come to church. We have the simple, quiet example of Jesus on the cross. And when we're young and we come to church, we have the simple, quiet example of, our, of the older people from our parish who come to Mass every day and pray for themselves, for their families, and pray for you. Like, this is the sign of greatness. And so it requires a, a change, not to stop desiring to be great, but change what it means to be great. You should excel in sports. You should excel in your classes. You should excel at things because you love God and you want what's best. and You you want to do your best, but not for earthly glory, but to be a servant, to give your life, to be willing to give everything, even if, like Jeremiah faced, the people hate you and make fun of you and tease you. You want your heart to be so close to Jesus that you're willing to suffer for him. This is what Jesus reminds us it means to be great. In the season of Lent, while we do prayer and fasting and we give to the poor to remind us life's not about me, that my, my life is meant to be, sent, to be spent for the, life, for the good of other people. So ask Jeremiah to pray for you. So you can never forget who you are, that God knows you and God loves you, and he has a plan of greatness for your life. But it's not great like the world says. It's great like Jesus says.
which means the cross. We suffer here so that we can be with him forever in heaven. Let's pray for that change of mind and pray for the desire to never be separated from Jesus ever.